Welcome back to Revive Nations podcast. Revive Nations is a global ministry with one mission, to raise an army of Jesus lovers around the world. Prepare your heart to receive something fresh from the voice of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, and be revived, renewed, and restored. I would love to be of any help of uh, to the questions that is bothering you, that is on your heart. Oh yes, I see some young people here having some questions. We can start off. Go ahead. In our daily lives, how can we use discernment uh, before and even like during while something is happening uh, of like how to act or what to say, what not to say, and instead of after the fact, reflecting on it? I think there must be a great awareness of God in our spirits. Great awareness of God. It is only with that level of that fear of God are we able to be totally conscious about what we say, what we do, how we behave. So in order for you to behave in a certain way, our lives have to be, uh, to have a high level of sensitivity to the role that God plays in our lives. For example, the fact that the Bible says that man has a way of planning many things, but it is only what the Lord decides that comes to fruition. The fact that many are the plans of man, but again, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. The fact that the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro. The fact that fruitlessness of a tree causes an ax that is laid at the tree. The fact that every single thing that happens in our life, when we wake up in the morning to the going down, the rising up and the setting of the sun, the elevation and the demotion, the rise and the fall, the setting up of the kings and the going down of the same. Like you can go one after another and you can locate how every single thing that happens in our life happens because of God. So the, the fear of God comes from the fact that every single thing is controlled by God. So you can't have something happen in your life outside Him. So that awareness is created because of that information, that knowledge. Secondly, that you can never bend reality. You can never bend reality. No matter how much you try to manipulate life, Life has a way of snapping back at you because you can never bend reality. You can never get through life through deception. The fact that the Bible says that everything hidden will be exposed. The fact that the Bible says that, that there are no secrets. The fact that the Bible says that, that we give account to the Lord for everything that we do. The fact that one day we'll have to stand before the church. 
the fact that I can keep going on and on and on. These are things that causes a man to say, I cannot get through life through cheating. Now, if you ever see people cheat and get through in life, never admire them. The Bible says, don't admire the wicked man. Don't admire somebody who is getting away with evil. Because what we don't realize is that they, they have gotten away with a moment. Okay? But rest of the life, they end up paying a price for it. So you see some of your friends there. They're having fun in some pub. They're sleeping around whoever they like. They're doing whatever they want. They, they, it seems like they have no consequence. And yet for a child of God, you have to follow thousand rules. But the Bible is saying, don't admire them. Don't admire them. Don't admire the fact that they don't have accountability. Don't admire the fact that they don't have consequence. Because life can never, you can never deceive life and get away. Everything that they do right now, they will pay a price at some point or the other. Absolutely everything. That's the craziest part of life. That every single thing that you do, what you sow, you will 100% reap. So that creates a certain awareness. The number one, the fact that that God is in control of everything. Number two, that you cannot bend reality. That you are held accountable to everything. Number three, that you don't want pain to be your teacher. The most powerful teacher you can ever have is pain. There's something about children. You tell them fire, don't don't play with fire. Don't do this. I look, it hurt me. You guys shouldn't be hurt. Don't try this. But there's something about little children that there is a level of curiosity that they say, no, I still need to try it on my own. So what happens is God in his in his greatness, in his wisdom, in his sovereignty, he lets them touch fire. And you burn your finger. And out of the pain, you learn one of the greatest lessons. That you didn't listen when your parents said the first time. So what happens when, when you have a few such hurtful moments in life? Now, you get smart. You can say, wait a minute. Ah, I don't want pain to be my teacher. So whenever possible, I find wisdom from somebody that has lived life before me, lived longer. And they tell you, hey guys, beware. Then you immediately take notes. Then you immediately make mental preparation that I will not make this mistake. So you don't want to be foolish or weak to do something and then say, oh, wait a minute, I was told not to do this. The thing about pain becoming your teacher is it is the most, um, is the most permanent way of learning some things. Because there's always a scar to remind you not to do something. 
So to uh, to answer your question, let me let me conclude, lest I take all 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 your night. The best way to be conscious and aware of things as you do throughout the day, before you say, before you do, before you text someone, before you call someone, before you meet someone, before you enjoy something that you should not enjoy, or whatever the scenario, you remember these three things. And you increase a heightened awareness of these three things in your life. It will create a leader out of you. You will do things that nobody else in this generation has done. You will live an impact that nobody else in your family has left. Life comes from the creator of life. So you wake up in the morning, you're choosing a clothes you want to wear. These three things has to come to your mind. You're meeting somebody, these three things. You have, you have a fear, remember these three things. You have a desire, remember these three things. I, th I think just by doing that, you become a very balanced believer. Everything that you do, you, you will make choices that are different from everybody in your generation because you're hyper-aware. Now you're functioning like Abraham. <laughs> Instead of functioning like generals because of this information. Uh, I wish somebody could tell me this when I was 17. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. Um, I'm just asking in regards, like personally, in my personal life, um, someone that I know that's very close to me is in a situation where I feel like he's being... Um, taken away from God. What can I do to bring him back? It's a very painful situation. The reason I say that is because if somebody is listening to me and I give this answer, I have to specify you are not responsible for everybody. Okay, so this answer will not apply for all circumstances. Because you see somebody in your class and that person is just non-stop going into a certain sin and this person is drowning in that sin. There's only so much you can do to help that individual. After that, you have to back off lest that they take you down with them. So there's this whole thing about the savior mentality. Oh, my friend is doing it. Oh, my friend. Okay, now you're sitting in the joint when he's doing the joint. Because in the name of friendship, you're like, oh, I can't desert my friend. I need to help him. Uh, if I don't help him, uh, who's going to help him? So the next thing you know, he's like, try one one puff. He gives you, you know, this, this is good, this is healthy. Um, cocaine is bad, weed is good, try it. 25 times he repeats the same thing to you. At one point, if your spirit is not strong, you give it. So I, I, I say this to young people, don't have the savior syndrome, okay? You don't have to save everybody. It is the job of Jesus to save everybody. You can be a support as long as they don't drown. If they are now inviting you into their, their sin, then you know, okay, time to run, okay? But if it is a family member, then again, 
situation is different. If it is a family member, you 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 are the only person probably that is the moral support. If it is a brother, if it is a father, mother, uh, you don't want to be the one that says, "Okay, you know, I'm deserting you." But it's also because there is a, a safe place because they are now in your house. So you are not in in the bar trying to stop them from alcohol, but you are in the house. You are in a, in a much safer place, so you are in a greater capacity to help them. Um, but again, you have to remember there is something more powerful than words. That's prayer. There's there's, there's a certain way that you can pray for an individual. That. you start waging war against the demonic spirit that is fighting the individual i'm not talking about lord please let my brother be saved or let my father be saved no 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 <laughs> we know that's going to take a long time i'm talking about sp- like spiritual warfare so that that's the kind of prayer that a mother does when a son is sick you have to be that because you see prayer if only every prayer works not all prayer works there are certain prayers that you pray when your soul is crying if every prayer works then by now everybody should be saved the reason why everybody is not saved is because there is certain prayers that you pray from a certain pain that you're wrestling with god for this individual soul now you're bringing god into the scene and you start saying god do whatever it takes do whatever it takes for in the in the in the life of the prodigal son the prodigal son had to go through losses so some people only pain can teach them you can't teach them so you have to pray god do whatever it takes so then god will send a teacher probably <laughs> they didn't listen to the mentor so then god says okay uh send them the teacher called pain now that the pain will teach the prodigal son that the father's house was way better but you didn't listen to the father's instruction you wanted to learn it the hard way so now i have to let you lose everything that you have all the blessings in your life you 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 thought these friends are going to help you now these friends are going to be hawks that eat from you they steal everything in your life and now you end up with pigs and the bible says sense came to him and then he woke up and he said oh my god my father's house i was treated better than this so some people their sense don't come back until they hit rock bottom that is where i'm talking about fear of god every day you have to as a child of god pray god don't let me lose my spiritual sense don't let me lose me to me please lord don't give me up to me because you by yourself is capable of great damage you by yourself is capable of many mistakes So this is the reason why a child of God should maintain a life of prayer. Because the rest of the day this junk waiting to hijack you. 
So prayer is a time when you drag everything and say, no, 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 no. What I want is the feet of God. What I want is not my will, is your will. What I want is not my desire, is your desire. So what happens to a group of people that don't think that they need their father and start saying, give me my inheritance, let me go away. The best way to let them go because they don't want to listen to you. Now you can't sit and force them. You can't sit and imagine this guy is like, give me my money. No, I won't give. It's going to be, it's going to be insulting. It's going to bring greater curse. So the solution is to let them have what they want. Take it. You want everything, I give you. What is amazing is that the, when the son comes back, the father still has more inheritance to give the son. He is not depleted. So sometimes the manner some people comes back to senses is, okay, you want to try this on your own, go ahead, try it. But in the process, they, they have lost a lot of time. In the process, they've lost too many valuable stuff. Time is the most expensive commodity on earth. They've lost time. But it's still a choice they have to make. Still a choice. Still a choice. Still a choice. So you have to let them make the choice while you're on your knees. And you can also try uh, laser bombing them. Okay. Laser bombing in, in terms of you have to locate certain friendships that is causing this to happen and pray against that people or that individual that is causing them to go away from the Lord. That's laser bombing. So when that individual leaves, sense comes back. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dad, for this opportunity to ask you questions. Um, you've taught us on foundations and how, you know, they were built and everything, but I wanted to know how you can know which foundations are weak and how you can strengthen them. And if, if it's up if it's even possible to strengthen those foundations that are weak? I think one of the most important exercise of a child of God is to know their weakness. I know many people will spend a lot of time on their strengths, but I think you should spend even more time developing um, your awareness of where you're weak. You have to develop your sense of understanding of, okay, this made my knees, knees weak. This made my heart race. This made me um, spend two weeks thinking about something. This made me sweat a lot. This made me increase my anxiety. This made me um, run around. This made me sad. This made me lose my sleep. So you have to spend more time locating what weakens you. Because from my understanding, I've noticed that many people know what strengthens them but they don't know what weakens them. So that is why every time God comes to somebody, He says, 
strengthen your your weakness strengthen the part of you and it's not something that i will give you strength he's saying you strengthen it it's not god saying you know don't worry just come and sing hallelujah it'll all be well no 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 he's commanding us stand up right so this is the part of god when god is saying grace is given to me but there is parts there is action that you must do so then the the manner is you have to locate and say why do i do what i do you're not supposed to be weak in your knees no man should be able to make you go weak like that no man should be able to make you be sleepless like that no situation should give you anxiety like that no um uh, uh incident should make you so depressed okay why because you're more than a conqueror in christ ah the world they can do whatever but you no you 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 are victorious so when you find that something has affected me so deeply and you don't even take time to research why did this affect me so bad that is why we are blessed with the sanctified days of cloud services because god would take somebody into their childhood and say wait a minute let me show you what happened in your past and god would correct the lies in their head god would correct the trauma that was in their head so that now they don't have to be affected now they don't have to be discouraged now they don't have to continue to be weak now they can correct it now they can fix what they think that they cannot fix now they don't continue to live fearful of the areas that they think they don't have power i was telling somebody the other day every single strength that you guys have seen me have were all developed i was not born with a golden spoon I didn't have leadership abilities. I was not a leader. In my classroom nobody followed me. I couldn't have two friends. Forget one friend. I wasn't popular among boys. I didn't I was not my teacher favorite. I had zero gifts and skills and I was not somebody that was like oh he's a born leader. No 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 no. Every thing that you see had to be developed but the way i was able to develop was by first locating my weakness i would locate my weakness and go why am i like this i would locate my area of struggle and say i don't have to be like this and then I, i would go trace my steps back and say wait a minute why am i in this situation in the first place and then step by step bring it to the lord and say god this is the area i need change this is the area i need strength and then i would watch leaders i was a hungry student um 
I didn't have the benefit of having mentors. If anything, I had people that would crush me. <laughs> I would tell somebody, I want to sing. They would say, don't ever sing. I want to write a book. Who's going to read it? I had people around me that would do everything to kill my dreams more than um, want to help me. So I, I didn't have the pleasure of having somebody like this sitting and helping me with these issues of life. But then I started studying, watching people, simply even watching. You know, if you really want to be a student of life, there's resources everywhere. You don't have to be a victim. Started saying, okay, I see this, he did this, he did this. See how people changed. Started studying small, small things. Started allowing the Lord to give me the grace to study from everything around. Everything around. Started saying, I'm not going to have one area that I'm not going to change. I'm, going to change. I'm still changing. And I'm still learning. I'm like, the things that I've learned in the last one month, I'm only freaking out that I didn't learn it 10 years ago. But that's how you grow. That's how you strengthen yourself. Every day. One step at a time. You never stop researching about yourself. You start... I think I've given enough. Okay. Does it help? Um, thank you, Papa, for this opportunity to share and uh, to share and answer questions. Um, many of the attacks we get come during the night, come when we're comfortable, when it's dark out, when we're sleeping in dreams. My question is, how can we, how can we be aware in our dreams and be able to combat it so that when we wake up, it doesn't affect us? So that in, when we're dreaming, our spirit is fully aware and capable of handling whatever the attack may be. That's a very good question. There is a posture that your heart must have as it goes into sleep. When you go to sleep in the night, Remember this, you're going on a journey. Every night when you go to sleep, you're going on a journey. You're, you're not going to, to take a nap, you're actually going on a journey. So this is where Satan has trained our generation to make sure the journey is corrupted before we even start it. This is where our cell phones come to place. We have created um, a weak mind towards our cell phones. Technology has ruled us. So what happens is, one hour we are receiving all kinds of junk into our spirit before we go to bed. You're watching that TV show that's really messing up our minds. You know, the TV shows, how it is like. The last five minutes, they create the most chaotic ending. 
and you're sitting there, what happened to him? What happened to her? Did she die? Ah, you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> so what happens? You're going to sleep now. What has happened to your mind? Your mind is now thinking, everything that happened to the day, plus the last one hour chunk that we've scrolled through. So as you go to sleep, where is your heart? Your heart is processing everything that you studied. So basically now you have become a helpless, weak person in the realms of the spirit. Satan can play table tennis with you now. He plays the ping pong ball. He can throw you any direction. He can give you any dream. You are weak. You cannot respond. You cannot react. You don't have control over it. He can do whatever you want. And then you wake up in the morning. You you are a victim of the subconscious world. And the subconscious, the reason it was so weak is because you made it weak. If Satan wants to defeat a child of God, He's always speaking in the subconscious. How do you get to that place? You get to the place by, by training yourself. Every time you enter into the journey, you, you go through a time of purifying your heart. There will always be thoughts that Satan will bring to you at that time. That is not kosher. You locate it and you immediately repent and you say, Lord, Sorry that I'm thinking this, but you know this is not my heart. And you throw it out of your mind and then you have good thoughts. You talk to the Holy Spirit and you cleanse, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for helping. So as you sleep, you you purify your stream. This Sunday I'll talk to you, talk more about it. And so you protect your stream as you go to sleep. You don't allow Satan to enter into your subconscious as you're going into sleep. And that's the way you sleep. So the rest of the time, even if there is a spiritual attack, now grace is given to you to handle it. The realm of greatness that happens through the night is something that you have to practice. Alertness, you have to practice when you're waking up what are you thinking? I have to go back to talking to the Holy Spirit. So now it becomes a lifestyle you create in your subconscious. It can only come through intentional practice. As you're going to sleep, as you're waking up, what do you do? So then if what happens if you're seeing something dirty? How do you react to it? How do you kick it out? How do you cast it out? I know of young people that will see some bad stuff happening and they will be like, oh, so nice, I had a very nice dream, really. I was not even that individual, it was some demon trying to seduce you. And you're like, oh, this beautiful girl came to me, was it, was it she, did she really come? <laughs> she was snoring in her house. It was a spirit that is trying to put a spirit of lust into you. So you, you, you wake up in the morning and you celebrate the dream. 
So now Satan is like, that's it. He's given us permission to settle with him. Instead, you fight it. Instead, you cry over it. You repent over it. You don't say it's a dream. It's not in my power. No, 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 no. You dreamt because you desired it. So the, you you cleanse your dream realm. Distance is not a barrier to God. Revivenations.tv is now open to live participation to our services.